This is Higher Education, a podcast brought to you by Catapult Solutions Group. Hi, my name is Patrick Burke. I'm the CEO and founder of Catapult Solutions Group and Catapult Healthcare. Uh, welcome to Higher Education. And I want to thank MarketScale for hosting us today. It's been great. And the outreach that you guys have given us over the, since, we've, since we've been working with you. Today on my left, I have Mitch Blackwell, who's our chief delivery officer. Chris Burke, who is a co-founder of Catapult Solutions Group. Uh, I also want to mention Mitch uh, is almost like a founder. Uh, he started with us probably six, seven, eight weeks after we started the company. He was begging and knocking on the door and uh, we had let him into this ride. And today we're just talking about our, it's been 10 years since we started the company and we're really, really excited to be here to talk about our journey. The, the Catapult name but to go back a little bit, uh, Chris and I and a bunch of others wanted to start our own company and do it our way. Uh, so I guess 2013, Chris was the first employee and then I was uh, number two. We had Ryan T. Roy was also a founder, no longer with us, uh, but he was number two and I was number three. And uh, the name Catapult, how that originated was through a, a, a company that I was working with. Uh, they were called Catapult, I think Venture Capital. And I thought the Catapult name was really cool. Uh, to catapult your career to the next level. So that's how we came up with the name Catapult uh, in the recruiting industry. And then uh, I, I uh, so Chris can take it from here, but Chris uh, moved down to San Antonio with, uh, with Ryan to start the company uh, down in the San Antonio area. Yes, um, once again, my name is Chris Burke. It was me and Mr. T-Roy that uh, moved to San Antonio with my uh, standard poodle, Sadie. And uh, during that time, not many people know, my wife and I were trying to have our first child, uh, been trying for four years. And during this time down in San Antonio, uh, during IVF, she found out she was pregnant. So obviously it was a tough time for us um, starting the company down there while my wife is going through IVF with our first child. So, but on that flip side, um, it was exciting. I mean, we had a 600 square foot apartment. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. Um, we had nothing. Um, our first start was a, uh, a warehouse gentleman uh, for $10 an hour. And if you've ever seen two grown men jump up and be happy, that was the day. <laughs> it was our first start for our company. And it, it, was, um, it was awesome. I mean, Ryan T. Roy and I, <clears throat> obviously starting it together down in San Antonio, um, he brought his family down. Like I said, I was away from my wife. But it was, uh, it was challenging. It was very challenging. And obviously, I guess later on, Patrick and Mitch started the Dallas office and things kind of started from there. But um, yeah, we, I was down there for one year, traveling back and forth every single weekend um, back to Dallas to see, to see my wife, Kelly, to start this company. So that's where we started from there. Yeah, it was kind of ironic because when we were down there, me and Ryan, Obviously, Ryan comes from the commercial side, which is warehouse, and I come from the customer service side, which is call centers, <clears throat> and talking to Patrick and, and Matt Moore, who is also another founder of the company, <clears throat> he said, go after cybersecurity, 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 cybersecurity. So we went to this networking event in downtown San Antonio. It was our first big networking event. Everybody was colonels, admirals, military, <laughs> and we got in there. And I think it's the first time I've ever cried with another, another man because <laughs> we didn't know what the hell we were doing. I think it was easier to learn Japanese than to learn IT. <laughs> so it was kind of funny. We go in there not knowing a, a, a thing, obviously, and leaving, still not knowing anything. And obviously going outside, and I think we hit the local bar and 
literally looked at each other and said, what, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> are we going to make it? Are we going to make it? So it's kind of comical, also scary at the same time. And uh, there's so many stories like that. Um, it's really, <clears throat> I don't think people understand how hard it is to start a company, to do it from nothing, to do it from scratch, to sit there and look at each other when you don't, you, you know people. So you're relying on, I had a journal with all of the names of friends of mine and people that I knew in the industry because my non-compete was over. I was allowed to do what I wanted to do, but it was extremely difficult to you know start it. I mean, to go out, you guys were in San Antonio, I was in Dallas, we had a temporary space. We had, I think, two employees at the time in Dallas. Mitch came in and it was, it didn't matter. And quite frankly, we didn't know what the hell we were doing. Uh, in the beginning, it's keep the lights on. It's, you know, trying to pay, pay the salaries and pay the monthly bill that we have every month to create some relationships out there with customers, some sticky relationships with customers. And it, was, um, it wasn't easy to do. And, and uh, to see where we are today is very humbling to know that we've gone from zero, it's funny, zero to 60 miles per hour, but really zero to 72 million, including the healthcare piece on the IT piece, zero to 60 and, and the awards we've gotten. And what I realized today sitting here, it's bigger than all of us. It, it, this is bigger than Chris and Mitch and myself. There's a huge company out there with 75 to 100 employees we have. We have people international in Europe. And so it feels really good to see something that's much bigger than who we are, but back in the day, all of the lights right like here were shining on us. Are they going to make it? Are we gonna do it? And I had so much desire and burning desire inside of me to do well because I felt like everybody was watching. So it was, it was a hard road uh, for, for darn sure. And I'll tell you, I don't think we even had a website. Um, I don't even think we had, I mean, we've had a payroll system and, and Matt, who was a business partner of ours, I mean, he set up a lot of things for us to be able to, to, to bill customers, but you know, there's a lot that goes into a staffing firm that you don't realize when you're getting into it. The first thing you think about is sales, let's get requirements and then fill them. But there's a lot that goes into the back office and our back office today is, is amazing for what they've, uh, what they've accomplished over the last 10 years. And it's nice to celebrate 10 years. I can't believe it's been 10 years. It's been a decade that we've been working together and he and I have fought probably four or five times. He and I fought probably at least once a year, maybe even twice a year. Um, and, but it brings you closer as a group and, uh, cause we all love each other and we care about each other. And it's been, it's been a hell of a ride and uh, I'm retiring today. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so, but it's been, it's been fun. So anyway, yeah, it's, it's funny. It brings back stories. <clears throat> Our second start was a project manager for Resolute Health, a big hospital down yeah. New Braunfels. And, um, he, it was Memorial day weekend. He was bringing his family in from Missouri city, Texas. And he didn't get paid because obviously we were just starting. We had no idea how to do payroll in this. And it was a pretty healthy- it was like a couple hundred grand. I mean, yeah, a couple a, grand, yeah, excuse me. Like yeah. Three or $4,000 check. And he told me, Chris, I love you guys, but if I don't get this paycheck, my family's in, you know, I'm not gonna show up on Tuesday. Like, oh my God, what the hell do I do? So finally, I just decided to write the check out of my personal checking account, make sure he was paid, make sure he was happy. He really appreciated him and his wife and his two kids. And um, so stories like that, that make it very humbling for me today to see the team we have in, in Dallas and Tim in Nashville, and I can go all the way down, Scott and Cincy and Boston, Federal, New York. So it's- um, Arizona. Arizona, correct. 
Mitch, by the way, so Mitch was a, a he's trainer. A Mitch he's was a talker. A, he's a talker. <laughs> Mitch was a director, a director, a manager at Lifetime Fitness. Very successful career uh, in that business. Um, and then he went to a competitor, Vaco, and was there for a while. Great company, Vaco is. And uh, Mitch was waiting for us to start, you know, the organization, and he came on board. And I'd love to hear from like what 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 the the fear the fear that maybe you had coming in. All right. No, I was, I was actually telling the story about the first day. If you remember in the building, we worked out lifetime, went to Starbucks, got some coffee. We used to dress nice back then, right? Slacks, shirts, buttoned up, looking really ties. sharp. Ties. And we walk into the office and I had a cup of Starbucks on a day planner, my little journal. And we opened the door and it hit my foot and it, the coffee spilled all over you. Do you I remember that? that? Yes. And you looked at me, you were like, Oh my God. And I was like, I was nervous as hell because I was like, this is our first day in the office. He dresses all sharp. I'm not that sharp dressed, right? But he had to go to Nordstrom's, buy new clothes at lunch. Stein we came Mark. in there. Yeah, Steinmark for me. <laughs> and anyway, that was that was our first day and it was kind of getting the nervous jitters out of the way. And, and from there on, it was, let's figure out how to make this work, right? Um, yeah, you know, it's funny. We, the temporary office that we had... <clears throat> It was a, a client of ours, still kind of synectics, Richie Miller, who's a good friend, cycling friend of ours. He, I said, hi, we need temporary space. We need somewhere we can go plan ourselves so we can all come together. We don't want to work from home or anything like that. And he said, okay, it's at Park in Preston. So we go to Park in Preston and it's this huge, the size of this, your office here at Market Scale. And we had one corner of it. And uh, the, the irony, irony, the irony of that was the office that we were building was right next door of that building. So how crazy was that, that of all of DFW, that was the spot that we got. So we, you know, not, not, not everybody, but to be able to go see your first office and see it being built out and how excited we were because we were sharing a co-space with a bunch of other people and their Wi-Fi and they had phones you know, we were using our own cell phones, but to see that space starting to be built out, knowing who, where the pit was gonna be and where the office was gonna be was just a rewarding feeling for, for me, for all of us. It almost felt like we had made it, that we had an office. And uh, so it was, that was really, really cool. So, um, and, and you know, the other thing it's, it, it's, it's crazy is you think so many people are gonna be with you and stay with you for the whole ride. And if you look back, it's Chris and it's I and it's Mitch. And after that, the next person would be, would be Gina, Gina and Ashley. Uh, they're, they've been with us about six years and the company's 10 years old. So you'd think these people, they're like, We're gonna stay, stay, stay. And I realize it hurts, but things happen, they move on, people get let go. And that's how you continue to grow a company that way is you continue to keep your, your shining stars and your, your nucleus and hopefully people that come on board can keep up with us because we have a, a culture that's demanding and it's performance-based and uh, you know, getting voted the fastest growing company in the entire industry over the last five years, we're all very, very proud of. And uh, we deserved it, quite frankly. We deserved it because we work our asses off. So. And to piggyback on that, I think it's like the Paul Robbins and the Jerry Glovers and the Mega Foxes, they deserve a lot of credit. Yeah. Uh, although they're not oh, with us. Sure. Yeah. Um, Miles Freeman. Miles Freeman is the yeah. other one. I just think, you know, they were there in the beginning. So the yes, they do. So it's not like they go unforgotten. So if you guys do see this, 
we think yeah. about you guys. Yeah, and there's other names too that we'll probably think about that were along the on, on the journey. Jerry Glover, you said? Yeah, Jerry Glover, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Nick yeah. Nick Fox. So, shout out to Tim Ables too. Six six plus years. <laughs> yeah, been out there, six, man. Six plus years, yeah. Working remote and in Nashville, he's done a phenomenal job. So, Timmy, to you, mm -hmm. great job. Yep. Um, anyway, so that brings yeah, us to that, year that's two. That's kind of the beginning of where we were, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind of a funny, but really kind of an intense story. So I drive down. I'm, so here I am in Dallas, and I'm trying to open up Virginia. It was Dallas, and of course I don't know Mitch where else we were. Just Virginia, Dallas, San Antonio. Houston potentially. So we were trying to expand, trying to grow the company and traveling, trying to get customers, you know, like anybody would be. And we had this really good deal with a, with a customer. And I'm not going to mention the name of the customer because I don't think that's right. Uh, but it was a federal, a federal uh, company that had a, 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 um, a uh, base down in, in San Antonio. And Ryan was, it was like 50 openings and 50 openings is like you, you won the lottery. Okay, at that point in time, we won the lottery, 50 openings, exclusive, they're all ours. And he was going to pitch them um, a markup and not a bill rate. And our, and our, it's like, no, you want to give them a bill rate range, not a markup. And Mitch came down with me on that trip. And you, if you would have seen two men, I mean, literally almost this close going to fist. I mean, we were fighting because he disagreed with me. I disagree with him. Ultimately, honest to gosh, I'm not saying. Yes, you're right. I picked company. up the phone and called um, one of my buddies and said, hey, what would you do here? And he said, what I would do, I would do bill rates, give him a range. It's exactly Chris Hughes. That's who it was, yeah. uh, who works, I think, uh, up for a firm, that, a, a guy that I know up in DC that's doing really well. And I ended up being right in the whole thing, but this fight was intense. I mean, intense. Like we were ready to throw down. We were ready to fight right in the middle of the pit. And Mitch is going, I, "What is Chris?" It? I think Chris and I were like, "Yeah, we're going to go to the front for a while." What's let, going on let here? These guys duke it out. Yeah. yeah. And so that that lasted not two minutes. That was probably a good 15, twenty or 30 15, twenty. Yeah, maybe even thirty minutes. Yeah. Uh, and we still talk about it today. And it was. It's hysterical, but you have to picture the picture the scene though. Our office space was not exactly our office space had a garage great door. Great digs. Opening. It was a garage door. We painted it ourselves. We did everything. It was in a hub area. Yeah. And you talked about our company name being Catapult. We thought it was clever, original. One block down, there was a company that said Catapult Systems. Yeah. And this is no, this is no this is no uh, downplay to anybody. And Chris Chris knows this, and Mitch knows this. There's a lot of people out there that have a lot of great jobs and they're executives and they're with companies, but they got into a company when it was 100 million, when it was 200 million, when it was 800, a billion dollars to start something on your own, to do it with nothing, to do it with very little money is very hard to do. So it takes a, a certain um, grit to get through some really tough times when you go home. I had a 13 year old, I had a 14 year old, I got cancer in 2016. So going through all that, it was not easy to do whatsoever. So proud of everything that we've accomplished and proud of the entire company that's listening to this because we got it started, but the people that are back in those offices today, you guys are the ones that got us to where we are today. All the awards we've won was, was all that. It's not a funny story, but, but that, that's, I, I had to say that, but the, you get, they're the ones that got us to where we are now and, that, and they're the ones that are getting us you know, the Chris Lester's and Alex Anderson's and Angelo Salustri's and, and uh, Jody Turner and Shannon, all the everybody, uh, Kylie, Coleman. Kylie Coleman, Roma, the rest of the group. Yeah, I said Lester. Yeah, yeah, of course. 
So, uh, but other funny stories that we had along the way. Um, geez. They like to make fun of me a lot, which is kind of funny. Yeah, it's funny, that actually, Victor, you say that, you asked that question, but we, we were all dressed up. COVID, it's funny that we don't dress up anymore. We dress like this. And I had a real hard time with it, like a super hard time because I was used to suits every day, picking up the dry cleaning, carrying suits when you're traveling. And I got to tell you, I'm digging the new, the way we dress now. But if you have a client meeting, you're going to dress a little differently. But that's, it's kind of funny to think that what, how much COVID has changed, dress, remote work, hybrid, all, all, all of those different models out there today. So. But I'm thinking funny stories, Mitch. I mean, you, you... I don't know. I, of course, I go, draw blank. But I think funny stories are seeing the, the Mitch Blackwells who, who are normally so conservative up on a table in Cancun dancing <laughs> at confessions. I wasn't dancing. What are you talking about? <laughs> so you guys dancing? can see it on Instagram. No, I'm just joking. Um, but no, I, I mean, there's been plenty of funny it's... stories to, just to, to pick out one. I mean, me and Chris Lester on the golf course, just going at each other. I have a funny story. So I joined, I joined, I joined a country club called Prestonwood. I no longer join. I'm not there anymore. Um, I took Alex Anderson out for the first time and gosh, Alex is one of my best friends. And, uh, and the Hannah Anderson, I didn't mention Hannah early, but she's our tops, our top rep. She kills it. Uh, their husband, wife, they do a great job for, for catapult, unbelievable job. And, and Alex is our CFO. So I took him out golfing. And the first day he went out, he had chubbies on the, the, the swimsuit, the swimsuit alligator chubbies. But if you know Alex, he doesn't give a shit and he loves it and it's who he is. And that's why I love him. We all love him. And he had a golf shirt on and he wants to drive the cart and he's driving the cart. And I'm like somewhere in the rough somewhere, I'm sure hitting up to the green. And I look over and there's Alex driving on the green, all smiling with the golf cart over the green. And I'm like, what, what, are, what are you doing, dude? What are you doing? And he just said, you know, that smile. Yeah. I'm he, like, he had no idea. And then another funny story about who's ever golfers out there. He hits a nice one down the middle of the fairway. It was so funny. So he's, he stands, he got great. He gets up there like this and he pulls out his, he pulls out his tee and he puts the tee in the middle of the fairway. <laughs> And I'm like, the I'm like, dude, you don't, you don't <laughs> tee in the middle of the fairway. He's like, really? Anyway, so fast forward a couple of years, we took him out. He was in at Lansdowne up in Virginia, and uh, his game went from being a two to like an eight and a half, nine, where he was coming clutch with a lot of great shots. So just a funny story to see him progress, play golf, and, and all that fun awesome. stuff. It was funny. Yeah, we have a lot of funny golf stories. One thing that, I mean, think about our environment when we first started. Right in the first office, we had we had cubicles, we had partitions. Yeah. Right, everybody was secluded behind a little spot, and I don't know who sparked the idea to knock those top. Who was it? Jimmy did, but we knocked down the front partitions, and then it was like, hey, this is kind of cool, right? So then we just opened it all up. We said, this is this is the vibe is really seeing your team, being interactive, hearing the commotion, the control chaos, if you will, day to day. Um, it, it just the energy just like grew, and that's the way it's been. So if you come into the office today. What people don't realize is when we first started, it was suits, ties, cubicles, very little noise, no music. Um, and then TVs. I think with the TVs, yeah. we, we didn't have any of that. No. Uh -huh. It was quiet, right? But all you heard was the buzz of people on the phone. And that was kind of the cool thing. So that drove, and it's still, still today, I think, you know, the energy when you walk into Dallas and, you know, some of the other offices, it's, just, it's that natural vibe of hearing people <coughs> having great conversations <coughs> with candidates and with clients. So I think that's really changed since we started. Yeah. 
Um, I would say, and I don't know what I was saying earlier was when COVID hit and we were deciding about remote hybrid and we do a hybrid model today, I will tell you that really, I was always somebody that was in the office, in the office, in the office, and I have really relaxed with dress, remote work. Um, it just, I think it's, you got to understand what our employees and our partners and what they want, and what they need. And, and I'll tell you, I had a lunch with Kylie Smiley and uh, we went to uh, a place next to the office and she said to me how much she appreciated working home one day a week or two days a week. And, and we do it with numbers, but just how you have to earn that. And um, she said, Patrick, sometimes I just really need that mental day, that mental day that I don't have to be in the office and I can work from home. And that really stuck with me when Kylie said that to me, which opened my eyes up to hear it from somebody that, hey, you know what, it, I, I love doing that. So I think it's good that they have to earn it. And then I think it's great that they can be at home and, and work and, and, uh, and you got to manage that as well. But I think it's good. No, I mean, you guys hit it on the spot. I think us being all in our 50s, if I can say that on camera. You just turned 50. Yeah, I turned 55 on Saturday. But um, I think we've done a, a really, really great job on, <clears throat> on hiring. Um, and I, I gave a speech yesterday uh, regarding my 10-year anniversary with the company just on how, how humbling it is that everybody in our office took a chance with us because I don't know if the shoe was on the other foot if I would have. And um, to see the Maddies, the Taylors, the Genas, the Ashleys, I can go through the whole company, even Tony Williams, to take a chance with us and to see where we're at today is, is it will, for the rest of my life, be the most humbling thing I've ever gone through. And I can't wait to see what, what, it, what the company in stores for us 10 years down the road. I think one of the best hires was Chris Lester. I think he's a good medium between us old timers <laughs> and the younger group, but, um, it's it's just really neat to see, and and I said it yesterday. <clears throat> for me, it's not the numbers; it's to see the marriages, it's seeing the, the 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 children being born while working at Catapult. And I was told a long time ago, it's about your legacy that you leave behind, and I truly, truly believe that. I think it's about the legacies that we hope we leave behind to everybody after we're um, we're away from this business. It's kind of cool to see um, people get married, then they're having children. Kind of reminds. Yeah, you had two, and just you're a grand, you're grandfather. you're a grandfather. I just wanted to throw that out there, but yeah, you're a grandfather, and uh, my children. Oh, hi, Livia. Haven't had kids yet, so I don't really want to be a grandfather anytime soon. But it's really cool to see the progression and people's lives grow up in a good way because they don't go out as much. We don't have to keep up with them as much, but you know, we've got really good retention. Our average age is probably 26, 27 years old, actually growing now in the company uh, as we continue to hire and, uh, and grow catapults. Um, and, and you know, we talk about trials and tribulations. We are in the human capital management business. We are in the people business. And when you're dealing with people, with customers and internal, everybody has things going on. So it's very, very tough to manage. Um, you always want to make people happy. You can't make people happy. You have to make changes as a company, things that you don't want to do, but you have to do because you know it's right for the business and not always everybody agrees with you. Uh, and for me personally, as the CEO of the company, that wears on me uh, because if people know me, we just want to make sure that we're doing the right thing for, for folks like giving gym memberships out, paying for the difference of premiums for healthcare, 
uh, everything we can do. We, we do a president's club trip. We've had, this is our, was our seventh year and people, I don't know any company that's been around 10 years in the entire industry that's had a president's club trip in Cancun seven years in a row. We missed, missed one year with COVID, uh, but it would have been eight. Yeah. And 53 people went this year, including significant others. So, uh, I think that's a, that's a great thing to have, uh, for the company that, that other companies just don't do that as well as we give out VIP units uh, to people that perform. And it's another thing I don't think people do in other companies, which sets ourselves different than other organizations. So, but when you talk about trials and tribulations, there's been, there, there, uh, I've made a lot of major mistakes. We opened up offices way too fast. That's very hard, lost a lot of money doing it from Atlanta to Charlotte to Chicago. We're in Nashville still with Tim Abels, who does a wonderful job, he works remote, but trying to grow too fast was very, that, that, that's, a, that's a trial and tribulation there. We, we tried it and uh, it, it just, you gotta have the right people in those spots to grow. And, and, and we didn't have enough, not saying they weren't good people, we didn't have enough leadership to develop those markets, to continue on those markets to where we are today. And the model has changed where you don't need all those offices. You can have your core offices, which we have in Boston, you know, with Corey up there with Angelo, and then uh, in, in, in Virginia with, with uh, Kevin and, and Jeremy, and then we have Dallas, and then everybody else is remote. So I think it's, uh, and we will, uh, our two areas we'd love to go to is Florida and Arizona. We've got Taylor out in Arizona. So those are the two areas that we'd like to have some brick and mortar. And then after that, it's, it's, it's delivering around the country remote. So that's kind of where we are. I talk about Dallas a lot, but I gotta give some kudos to Angelo. I forgot him in my speech in Cancun, <laughs> yeah. but he's been a uh, he's been a huge help to me throughout this uh, process as well. This so. journey, journey, journey at ten years today. Yep. Ten years, ten years. Not today, is it? When is it? April first. Uh, let's go April second. Yeah. I don't like April first. April second, <laughs> right? I think for speaking with when you talk about leveraging um, different tools, being able to provide like the best equipment. See now I'm on TV and now I'm feeling weird. <laughs> no, I think what he's trying to say is 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 automation, automation, more automation, more automation to automate a lot of what we're doing so that the recruiters and salespeople can actually do what they do best. So I think the future in the next three to five years is the senior team is looking at as many tools as possible to automate the work that we don't want recruiters and salespeople and other people to do. Just make it, just make everybody more efficient, make them more successful with their jobs and have them make them more money. So I would say in the next three years, that's what we're, we're looking to do. Who knows, we could be more remote in the next three years because we have so many seasoned people. So it all depends on, quite frankly, as honest as I can be here today, it depends on numbers, it depends on how well we're doing, um, how many clients we have, it depends on a lot of different things on the decisions that we make that we make moving forward. I think going, I think we're always looking to enhance and better, you know, the day-to-day -day, um, uh, tools and experiences for the recruiting team and the sales team. Um, whether it's you know, like I said, technology, like Patrick mentioned, being able to work remote. Um, there's so many different things that we can do, and I think as long as we're, you know, doing the things that the market demands and people actually need in their lives, I think people don't want to continue to work with Catapult. And I think that's something we do really good as a company. I think yeah. we, you know, we're very uh, accommodating to a lot of things. And I personally don't know of another company in a culture that actually embraces so much fun and family at the same time, but hard work. Yeah. You know, every single day, I mean, you have 
I'll throw out Brooke Harrison. Shout out to little Brooke. Brooke, we knew Brooke and Patrick, one of our really good friends' daughter, probably how old? Five. Maybe five. Yeah. And Brooke is one of our, you know, uh, healthcare recruiters who's phenomenal. Um, McKenna Schulte. I mean, we see so many people that we brought into the company from from a younger age that we've known, and um, it's it's awesome to see them grow and things like that. But um, we want those people to stay with the company, right? We want to make sure that they're happy. Um, that we're doing everything we can to help grow their career and have a succession plan for what they want to do with this company. Because we're not going to be here forever, right? I mean, hopefully, but we're, um, you know, we're always looking for the next leader in the, in the organization and to step up. And we have a huge pool, in my opinion, of phenomenal leaders. A lot of talent. And I, and I, talent. I would say that... <clears throat> what you said in Cancun? Pass the baton. Yeah, yeah. Pass the baton to, to the next future, the generation. But I'll tell you, for me and what I do, that I think about for this for the company is two things: a lot of uh, the vision, where we're going, opportunity, uh, but business development. It's always on my mind. And what keeps me up at night is new customers, new good partners, new customers, new good partners. And then the other piece would be culture. Culture is everything. And every day I'm always thinking, what can we do to continue to make catapult a fun place to work that they get out of bed and they want to be in the office or they're, if they're working remote, they're excited to get on the board call on the Zoom or, or Teams call that we have. That to me is the culture. Having it to be really, really fun, business development, because we're only as good as our next client. We got to continue to add customers and add customers. And when we do add customers, they stick with us because we do a damn good job because we have an incredible delivery team. And then where's the vision our, about going international? doing more solutions business. So those are the things that I'm thinking about over the next three to three to four years. And who are those future leaders? As Chris, Chris said, passing the baton, because we have a lot of really, really great leaders uh, in, the, in the company today that are in the sales and, and recruiting ranks. So, yeah. No, I, I think um, we've kind of hit on it throughout this, this whole interview, but um, it's, it's, it's everybody that's in the offices that, I think we owe this success to, um, obviously we all sit in Dallas. So we talk about Dallas a lot. Liz DeSalvo up in New York's kicking butt with, with her team. And, and you got Kevin and Jeremy in, in, in Virginia and you've got uh, um, Angelo up in, and with Leah and, and Andrew and Corey <coughs> up in Boston and Scott and, and Cincinnati, I can name all the names. <clears throat> but if everybody gets to see this, it's it's, Again, man, I think our hiring is better than any company I've ever worked with. I'm, the people that are back in the office is busting their ass doing it, and they're doing it, and they have each other's back. They hold people accountable. It's, it's, it's for me, doing this for 25 years, and I've been in a lot of different offices, it's special. It's, it's also, it's great and it's bad because when you become friends with everybody, it's also tough to have those tough conversations. So it's kind of a catch-22 or double-edged sword but, um, you know, I love everybody in that office in Dallas, everybody in the whole company. But uh, I'm really proud of what we've done as far as our hiring and people believing in us and, and the excitement of where we're going down the road. Yeah. I would, um, I mean, I don't want to sound like an award speech here, but thank you, right, yeah. to, I think, a huge thank you. Yes, please, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the, award, the award goes to you everybody who's watching um and that's the truth i think i think a, a special thank you and a shout out to i mean one for me being from the delivery side i'm always recruiters you guys are phenomenal you truly truly are 
Um, I tried sales. You remember when I tried sales, Patrick? Yes. That was terrible. Um, but um, the sales team, freaking amazing. They really are. We work so hard every single day what we do. And, you know, I, I know a lot of people get tired of me reiterating the same damn fundamentals over and over and over again. However, it's just to make everybody better. And you guys make me better. And I think all three of us sitting up here better every single day. You truly do. So for me, I just want to say thank you. And I'm going to think of a roast here in a minute. Yeah, and then so Roma, too. I can't forget Roma. Yeah. Roma's yeah, she's the, the heart soul of this company. So Chris, Chris sure. over here, he is the, 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 we call him the minister of culture, the ambassador of culture. It's he good is, in bed. He, uh, he goes to Cancun. He meets people. He drives business our way. And then he just hands it off. And that's what I love about him. And, uh, but he is, he, he is, he's all about our culture. And you got Mitch, he talks about fundamentals. And way back in the day, early on, um, we had, this is where he and I fought a lot in a good way, but being fundamentally sound in any business for anybody that's listening to this, the X's and the O's dotting your, dotting the I's and crossing the T's is essential in recruiting and selling to keep customers. And we do a damn good job of it. And he is the one driving it. He's the one behind it. And the amount of people that I hear come up to me unsolicited and say, how much Mitch has helped me out. I, I, it's unbelievable how much better I am at my job because we're asking the right questions. I could go on and on and on. Um, but you know, to conclude, I would say if I'm, I'm holding this award here, um, it is bigger than all three of us, than T-Roy, than this, this, is, this, this is the whole company of Catapult because the company and the culture is not created by me anymore. It is created by everybody back in the office. And that's what it's all about. And you see the people and you look at them and I just, one day, I'll tell you a story. This was about a year ago or a year and a half ago. I walked in <clears throat> to the office by myself on a Saturday and I looked around this big office and I looked at the board and all the chips and all the colors and nobody was there and you could hear a pin drop. And I started to cry because it was humbling to see what we've created. And I've said, we didn't create, we started it. And all these people that created what we've done here, and I could name them all, but I would name all every single recruiter and salesperson and people from the past that helped us get here. Like we mentioned early on, it was so weird to see that this is what we did because we didn't know that we were gonna get there. And so it just is a great feeling and I'm one of those guys that once the day's over, you can't get it back. So tomorrow's a new day and we got to kick ass. And everybody knows that because everybody's coming for us. We're coming for other people. And that's just the way it is. It's like a game. It's like sports. Everybody's coming after people and we've got to be better than everybody else. And the senior management team that we have in this is by far the, the best I've ever worked with. I'm 53 years old. I know I look 40. I'm starting a new line, by the way. You can see this right here, Corduroy's, the new fashion line. You'll be, it'll be coming out soon. It's called Burke After Five. Wanted to plug that, uh, but a humble. In all seriousness, though, it is, this, this, goes to, uh, this goes to Catapult. Everybody that's back in the offices, remote, uh, Taylor in Arizona. It's not, it's, not, it's not easy to be working by yourself you know, in your place every single day. So, and we bring people into the office when we can to, to see what we have in Dallas. So again, Thanks to you two, by the way, and in, 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 in believing in me and what we do and, and oh, since, since, since the beginning, sometimes, yeah, in the beginning. So just a shout out to Joey Stazad, too. He was, oh, Joey, he was yeah. a big, big part of our growth as well. Yep. He, he, and he we're was. probably forgetting names and yep. we're sorry, but Joey was another big one. Yep. A lot of names. A lot um, of names. But again, market scale, 
We wouldn't be able to do this without you, Victor, and the rest of your crew here, yep. and Olivia. Thank you for pushing us to do this stuff. It's great to get it out. I hope it's sliced and we get all nice. the right verbiage in there uh, to make this a good little uh, 10 year anniversary, but I can't believe it's been a decade. Um, Olivia's 24, she's gonna be 25 in October. So I, we started this company when she was 14. Chris didn't even have any kids. You weren't a granddad yet. But yeah, uh, I think we should give a little shout out to our spouses yes. for 10 years of putting yes. up with this. Yeah. Gina Blackwell. Gina and, and Angie best. Burke. Kelly, Angie, I wouldn't be here Angie. if it wasn't for Angie. And, um, um, yeah. Lots, lots, of yeah. lots of nights of, of stress and laughs and crying and all that fun stuff. Yeah, so and, been, my, and, 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 and Chris and I's mom and dad, Robert, yep. Anna Marie Burke, thank you for uh, believing in us and what we're doing because you guys never discouraged us to start our own thing and, and to do Tim, the things the way yeah. we want to do. And our brothers, Timmy and Mikey. And, and our brothers, uh, Tim, Timbo and Mike. Us on. Yeah, to egg us on, to continue to rally us to keep doing what we're doing. and. Uh, that's great. So again, thanks. Love uh, you guys. Yep. Love us everybody. Deal. Peace. Love you guys. Love you too. Yep.